Thanks for listening to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, check us out at cbctaylorville.com. Join us now as Pastor Steve delivers this week's message. The theme you've heard throughout this morning is the idea of giving the gift, giving the gift back. I want to talk about that as we wrap up today. And in fact, as you leave today, you're going to get a card that looks like this. And on the front, it just says that, give the gift back. And on the back, there's some ideas of maybe ways that you can reconsider what you do at Christmas and things that you could do to, to help someone else and just give the gift of Jesus. And, and, and I, so I hope you'll take and consider that. Maybe these are just some, some ideas, some starters. But I want to talk about this gift in a very special way, in a way that you've already heard. But it's a, it's a way that we've been talking about all, all this month here at Calvary. And it's about a journey that we, we know that Christmas involves. And the journey to Christmas, literally as we've been talking about it this past month, there are several actual journeys that were a part of the Christmas story, five or more at least. We've been talking about three of those journeys, and, and I want to share the one today that really ties us back into what we've been talking about all morning, this idea of, of giving the gift back. And each of these journeys was specifically uh, a part of the, of the Christmas story. And I think we've learned something here at church, and I hope we can just encourage you with that. My goal is that maybe as you hear about the journey, because as we say, life itself is a, a journey. Uh, the Bible is pretty clear that the Christian life, uh, walking with Jesus, is a journey. It's about following him. It's, it's literally about taking a next step and just taking the step that God has for us. So my hope is that as we continue on, as we even take it to this idea of giving, that that you see a step that God has for you, and you'll be willing to take that and, and encourage you. Maybe you are taking steps and just encourage you to keep that up or maybe motivate you for the first time to take whatever that next step looks like. If you want to take notes that on the back of your program, there's just a couple of fill-ins. You're welcome to do that today because I want you to see what these journeys have been teaching us as we, as we walk through these journeys to Christmas. The first journey is that we talked about was the journey to Christmas <clears throat> is a journey of hope. Now, we, we know for a fact that you can live a long time without certain things, but we really can't exist without hope, without the idea that there's something to live for. Well, this first journey that we looked at at Christmas was the most classic of the journeys, if you would. It's a, about a young couple, a couple of teenagers probably, uh, Joseph and Mary, as they, they uh, uh, had heard this great news from an angel about a baby to be born, and, and all that was unusual, and yet it was exciting. And, and, all, and then, and then in the middle of this, they're close to the baby being born, they're commanded to take a trip. And so they have to take a journey to a place quite a ways away from their home. And on this, on this journey itself, they really had no choice in the matter. And they, they get there, and all of the things that they'd heard from the angel and everything, and it, you look at the, 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 the surroundings, and you wonder, what in the world's going on? I, I don't know what Joseph and Mary said on that trip, but it had to be a couple of conversations about why are we doing this, and why now, and why. And, and the, behind the scenes, it, it, they really couldn't see what was going on. But yet, understanding there was hope. God had called us. God has a reason for us. God has a plan for us. And, and in their lives, behind the scenes, when they couldn't see, there was still a God at work. God is, was in control. And I want to encourage you about that. The idea of what we learn from Christmas is, even if we don't understand it, maybe not even agree with it, God is still God, and God is in control. And, and we take this journey, and we can find hope. There is a reason. There's a meaning for your life. There's something that God has for you when we talk about hope. Second journey we talked about last week was a couple of 
uh, however many, a group of shepherds out in the fields. And their journey wasn't a real long one. It maybe a couple of miles. They weren't too far probably from the town of Bethlehem. But these shepherds, they were approached by angels, and, and they were told about this great event that was happening in, 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 a, in the town of Bethlehem. And they, 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 what their journey was, it included this journey of joy. I mean, the first thing the angel says is there's good news, and this good news is great, mega joy for you and for all people, they said. And, and so they, as they leave, as they go and they find the baby, just like the angel says, and they left, not just because they saw the baby, but they also realized who this baby was. This is the Savior. This is the Messiah, the one we've been looking for. And it says they left with, with glorifying and praising God, and they were telling people along the way, this, there was joy about this. And let's be honest, sometimes Christmas has its moments that aren't too joyful. Maybe it's something that's happened at Christmas. Maybe it's an event that surrounds Christmas. And Christmas, as we said last week, kind of pumps up the volume on the hurt. Or maybe it just brings back memories. And so the, the, the point that we want to understand is there is something intrinsically joyful about the fact that God sent his son and this baby was born in this manger. And so there's this journey of joy that just weaves itself through the story of Christmas. But those shepherds also were on a journey of faith. And the reason I say that is, is you look at the story and you look what the angel, no one ever told them really to go to Bethlehem. They didn't have a command. I mean, Joseph and Mary had to go. The shepherds were not given a command. They weren't, the angels didn't say go. They were just told what happened there. And so here's what the shepherds believed what they heard. They believed that there was something special, and they acted on that belief. They acted on faith, on what they had heard, and they, they go and they find just what they were looking for. And they find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, and they acted on, on that faith. Here's what I want to share with you today. There's a third journey that we're going to look at, and the first part of what we want to talk about today is probably the most iconic of all of the journeys, because it involves these, these strange travelers from a distant land, far away from where uh, all this was happening in Bethlehem. And, and these distant travelers are intrigued by this unusual star in the sky, and so they follow the star, and towards and, and in this journey, they, they find some very incredible things. In fact, I, I want to share it with you. If you look on the screen, Matthew chapter number 2 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, and they asked, Where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, I think it's kind of interesting all it tells us about them is there was magi from the east that came to Jerusalem. We, we really don't know anything else about these guys. Now, there's been a lot of theories about who they are and, and, uh, and all that they could be. And, and the, the truth is, we, we, the Bible doesn't say they were kings, although that's part of some of our singing. We don't really know that. We don't know if there was two of them or three of them or ten of them. We're, we're not sure. We just know there's some guys, magi, wise men, might be a, what you're familiar with. They came from the east. I mean, they could have been from East Cleveland. I don't know. They just came from the east. We really have no other, no other understanding other than that. But, but they came based on this star. They do, we do know they had some kind of uh, uh, in fascination, at least, with stars. Perhaps they were astrologers because they caught the idea of this star. They also knew something about Jewish history because they followed that star to the country of Israel, and they made it as far as Jerusalem. And then it seems like the star kind of, kind of disappeared for a time, and so they, they asked for directions. When they asked for directions, they went to the guy who they thought could help King Herod. King Herod asked his religious people, and, and they tell him that there's something happening, going to happen in Bethlehem. So he sends them to Bethlehem. The next verse we're going to look at, verse 9 says, And after they heard the king, 
They went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They followed the directions, and as soon as they started on the journey again, the star reappeared, and, and that's overjoyed them because they realized, hey, listen, we're, we're on the right track here. Things are moving well. And then the next verse tells us, verse number 11, that when they came, and it says, coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. I think it's interesting they came to a house, not meaning to to mess up your Christmas uh, nativity scenes, but the wise men probably didn't show up on the night Jesus was born. They probably weren't at the manger. Sorry, you you don't have to put them away. You just have to, you understand what I'm saying? Because they came to a house. The baby could have been as much as two years old as we go on further. But they came to this house. But here's the part I want you to see. They open their treasures, and there's these three gifts involved in this story. And these three gifts, they're very famous. You've all heard of them probably in some way. They came with their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I think it's interesting that God focuses on those gifts. Why it's interesting to me is why was that important? What did it really matter what that these, I mean, they brought something. That, that's a, it's a baby was born. You bring gifts. I mean, we have more information about the gifts and the description of them than we do about the guys who actually brought them. So why is it that God gave us this description? What was the purpose? Now, there's some, there's some theories on this as well, obviously. There's uh, the spiritual one is, as you look at these three gifts, the spiritual one would say, well, they brought gold because that's fitting for the king. That makes sense, right? They would bring frankincense because that was the incense they used in the temple, and, and this baby would later be called a high priest, so that makes sense that they would bring incense from the temple. The myrrh was often used in anointing bodies for burial, so it could be that this was looking forward to the fact that he would one day die the sacrifice, and that, boy, that, all those things are possibilities, right? But it also could have been a lot more practical, if you think about it. I mean, we have two, this, these two young people that are obviously poor, so gold would have gone a long way, don't you think? That might have been a good gift to give. And any of you that have ever raised kids know that a little bit of good smelling stuff would help any nursery smell better, am I correct? Okay, so that would have been good. And myrrh is actually also an ointment that was used in pretty much everything. I mean, if you had a scrape or a cut or a bite or a diaper rash, I mean, maybe, maybe these were practical gifts. Here's the point. We really don't know the, the full extent, but there's something about this giving of gifts that leads me to a, our thought for today, and that is this a journey to Christmas is a journey of generosity. There's something in the, in the midst of all of Christmas that talks about giving, we talk about giving a gift back. Well, we're, we're looking at the, the very, first, very first scenes we see of Jesus. We see people bringing, bringing these amazing gifts to him. And this idea of this, this generosity. Here's what we, we, we look in our world, and we don't really know exactly where it all came from, why we give gifts at Christmas. People have given a lot of ideas uh, why, why we give gifts to one another at Christmas. But I just wonder if the seeds were planted there in Bethlehem, when these wise men, the very first thing we see is them giving gifts. And, of course, our commercialization has kind of moved it to a whole other level, and it's, sometimes it's not even healthy. But the truth is we all still kind of enjoy the, the idea of giving and receiving of gifts. We also know that at Christmas or the holiday season, more people give the idea of charitable gifts. And, and those who are in need, it just seems to kind of ramp up that idea. So, so there is something about the whole season of, of Christmas being this idea of generosity. But here's what I want you to understand. The gift of generosity, when it's related to Christmas, started a long time before the wise men ever showed up. 
just the events of Jesus coming to this earth, the fact that 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 event represents God sending his son to the world to be the savior of the world, that is the greatest gift that's ever been given. The most incredible gift that we could ever imagine. In fact, here's a verse that I think many of you have probably heard and recognized. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He loved, so he gave. When we see Jesus as coming in in that baby in a manger, we have the greatest gift of all laying there before us. We've heard that a few times this morning, and I want to make sure we just understand that that is the picture of generosity. That's what the journey of Christmas is all about. It's that God gave. But I want you to also understand that, that the Son, the Bible tells us, went along with this plan willingly. This was, Jesus knew what he was doing. In fact, we hear this saying a lot, that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I don't argue with that at all. That's important for us to keep in mind, that Jesus is why we celebrate anyway. But I want you to understand the reality is this. The real reason for the season of Christmas is you and me. Do you recognize that the whole, this whole scenario of why Jesus came to the earth was that he loves you and he loves me. And, and he wanted to give a sacrifice for our sins, and so he gave himself for us. Listen to this, the words of Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. God gave his son. The son went willingly. Jesus literally gave up. He had everything. He had everything except sin. Jesus had everything except sin, and he gave it all up so that we, who had nothing but sin, could have everything. He gave it all up for us. That's the greatest. That's what Christmas is all about. That's the idea of this this gift of Christmas. I can't read this story without understanding a verse in Romans chapter 6, which starts off this way, the wages of sin is death. All of us in this room share one thing absolutely in common. We're born sinners. We're separated from a holy God because of our sins, and we, we sin by our nature. We, no one really teaches us how to lie. We, we do that quite naturally, and we also sin by choice. We make, these, we make our choices to disobey God, and because of that, what we deserve is separation. We deserve death from our sin. That's, that's what we deserve. Death, that's what it ultimately comes to. The wages of sin is death, but look at this last part. Say these next four words with me, would you? The gift of But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The journey of Christmas is the most amazing picture of generosity that we would ever see. That Jesus gave. When when I see the word gift, here's some thoughts that come to my mind. A gift is, is given and it's not earned. In some cases, it's not even deserved. It's given because someone cares or loves you and they, they want to s- express that, so they give a gift. The thing about a gift is it's also it's, it's free of charge for the recipient. If you have to pay something for it, then it's not a gift. A gift is something that comes no strings attached. And Jesus loves us just the way we are. 
Jesus loves us knowing that we are sinners, and he offers us a gift that we, we could never pay for, and he doesn't ask us, ask us to. So it's this amazing thing about a gift. But the one thing I want to make sure you understand is, is this gift offered from Jesus, the gift of God, eternal life, a gift is not a gift. It's not yours until you receive it. Gift could have your name on it. It could set under a tree. It could be placed right in your face. And until you receive it, until you accept it, it's still not a gift for you. It's a gift that has to be received. And the gift of eternal life is just that. Jesus gave a gift when he, he came to this earth because the story continues. We, we know the story. And, and a lot of people I know right here in this room probably would say, I believe the story of Christmas. I, okay, I'll accept that that could happen. I don't understand it, but I'll, I'll grant you that could happen. I'll, I'll believe that. And then I believe the rest of the story, because Christmas continues. Jesus grows up, and as he grows up, he lives a sinless life. And then ultimately, he dies as a sinless sacrifice called the Lamb of God. He hangs on a cross. He dies, and in three days, he comes back to life. And he does all of that to give us a gift. And, and many people say, I believe that. I get that. I believe in God. But many of them have never still received the gift. The, the, the gift is meant for you. But it's not yours until you receive it. And so this morning, my, my question for you is, have you received the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ? The greatest gift ever given started as a baby born in a manger, grew up to be a sacrifice for your sins. And all he says you have to do is receive it. It's a gift meant for you. Have you received the gift of eternal life? If you have, if you know Christ your Savior, you've accepted that gift, then what what I want to challenge you today is the whole picture of Christmas is that of generosity, that we rethink what we do with our lives and even our Christmas in the next few days, and we, we think how we can take the gift that we've been given and share that with someone else, how we can share the love of Jesus Christ with someone who, who just needs that love this Christmas and even share our story and what God has done for us, but to take the gift that God has given us, share it with someone else. Give the gift back. This morning, I want to, just a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to, to speak to the Lord. And if you've not received that gift, I want to give you an opportunity to accept that gift today on your behalf. Personally receive the gift of Jesus Christ. I want to pray for us as we do that. So if you would, would you bow your heads with me, please? With our heads bowed and eyes closed. And let me begin this way. If is it you sit here today and you say, I, I hear that and... Maybe you're just kind of understanding it even for the first time, but you would say, I, I believe that Jesus came. I believe he came because I'm a sinner and I need a Savior, but I've never personally received that gift of salvation. There's not been a time I could point to when I knew I, this, what I needed and I received the gift. So my, my question is, would you receive that gift this morning? I want to give you an invitation to accept the gift of Jesus Christ. And, and if that's your heart this morning, Here's what I would encourage you to do. I, I want a word of prayer for you, and, and my words are not, are not the magic formula, but I want you to, from your heart, to, to speak to God something like this. And as you do, and you repeat this prayer to God, from your heart, receive this gift that God offers you of salvation. Here's a prayer, something like this. And if you, this is how you would want to receive him, I encourage you to repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending your son as a gift for me. I believe that he came and he lived and he died for my sins. I know that I need a Savior, and I believe Jesus died and rose again so that I could have this gift. So today, I want to receive your gift. Forgive me of my sins. I want to follow you with all of my life. 
I repent and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. With our heads still bowed, eyes still closed. Is there anyone across this audience say, Pastor, as you were praying, I prayed a prayer like that, and today I, want, I received the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. If that's you, no one's looking but me, would you just raise your hand and just give testimony. Today, Pastor, I, I received that gift. I want to thank the Lord with you. Across this audience, thank you. Anyone else? Let me pray for you and, and others in this crowd. Father, we thank you for the gift. And I pray for those in this, this morning who have prayed that prayer. I pray that, that it truly will have come from their heart and that today will be the start of a brand new relationship, a new journey for them. Give them the courage even to speak to the person maybe they came with or to come and speak with me and let us just confirm and just let them know what, what has taken place in their life. And Father, continue to draw others who need to know this gift today. And then, Father, I pray for those of us in this audience who have received this gift. We know Christ is our Savior. Lord, just restore into us or re renew in us this desire to take the gift and share it with someone else. To share your love with someone this, this week, this season, throughout the year. Lord, help us to know that Christmas brings this spirit of generosity. That's what it's all about. And may we act like Jesus did. Act like the wise men did and make this about giving to others and not just about ourselves. So Lord, we thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for the greatest gift ever given. May we never take it for granted and may we share it with someone this week. We pray all this in Jesus' precious and awesome name. Amen.